0: Welcome to Dad Factors, and today we are going to discuss how to be a positive role model to your child, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, I have some ways.
1: Yeah, positive role model, or uh, set the example.
0: Yeah, and setting the example and that yeah. type of thing, which is really super important when you talk mm-hmm. about child development and that type of thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah. it's very important to them.
1: Well, no, I think it's, Yeah. I mean, essentially, you're building, like, the foundation for what your kid, uh, how they look at, I guess, life, you know, in the future. Right. So,
0: yeah. And we'll get to that in just a minute, but first, let's get that quote of the week.
1: All right, so it's a quote by Lee Iacocca, and it says, If you set a good example, you need not to worry about setting the rules.
0: If you set a good example... You don't need to worry about setting the rules, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting.
1: I think it's true. I definitely think it's true.
0: It is true to a certain extent, but when your kids start pushing the boundaries a little bit and stuff, you might have to have a, some ground rules set. Yeah. But I
1: mean, I think that applies not necessarily to kids, but I mean, like, uh, you know, work, mm. you know, in life, I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's leading by example.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Let's start the show. If you live in the Coeur d'Alene slash Spokane area and you need your windows cleaned, give Brandon's Window Cleaning a call. They offer window cleaning service, pressure washing, rain gutter cleaning, and roof moss removal. Brandon's Window Cleaning does a great job, and they can be found at brandonswindows.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-S-W-I-N-D-O-W-S dot com. And while you're getting your windows cleaned, yeah, you have should yourself sit down. a beer. Yeah, relax with a nice cold one from Wallace Brewing Company. Wallace Brewing Company has the finest craft beers that I've ever tasted. I drink it, I give it to my guests on the show, and they love it. They have the Vindicator IPA, the 660 India Style Pale Lager, the Select Lager, the 1910 Black Lager, and my personal favorite, the Red Light. They got this brewmaster jack up there. Dude
1: knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah. Puts his stuff together and it tastes fantastic. Next time you're at the grocery store, pick yourself up a six pack. You will not be disappointed. And as always, Wallace Brewing Company reminds you to drink responsibly.
1: Well, let me Google what we're about to talk about. <laughs>
0: But I, so I don't even know how to open this conversation, really. I mean, it's, it's, it is important to be a positive role model for mm-hmm. not just your kids, but other kids, because my kids tend to learn from other people better than me, I feel like.
1: Do you feel like that? Or do you just think that's what you see? Because it's different than exactly, what you Exactly.
0: Know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I feel
1: like. So they probably learn more from you. It's just if they learn something else from someone different. Well, that's where I'm
0: going with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, it's just easier to see, right? Because it's something that you're not familiar with.
0: Yeah, right. So I don't I don't see them emulating me as much as other people see them doing that. Yeah. You know. Um, but I see them listening to their coaches mm-hmm. in sports. I see them listening to their teachers and coming home and their teachers are raving about them, talking about how good of a kid they are and mm-hmm. this and that. And, and then when they're at home – You know, it's like pulling teeth to get him to do the dishes sometimes.
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: I'm no dentist, but I think pulling teeth might be easier. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. Smash your thumb with a hammer. What do you do? Cuss. What? Right? Maybe you. You don't smash your thumb with a hammer? Oh, I don't cuss. Oh. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so side conversation with cussing. Tell me the negatives of cussing.
0: Well, it's socially unacceptable. Is it? Becoming more and more acceptable, though, I would say. But who set those rules? It's unprofessional. I don't know. TV? I, I don't know who actually set those rules.
1: Because if you look at, like, Old English if if you're in britain you're on a whole nother level of cussing than what america is yeah right right you know i mean if that's what where our language came from english right like I, I don't know i honestly think that cussing came from like television saying what's inappropriate and what's appropriate but then you look at like south park you know 10 years ago or 20 years ago wherever whatever episode where they dropped uh I forget if it was a if it was shit or if it was the f bomb or whatever. Like it was like 120 times in the episode, like in 30 minutes. <laughs> and since then, it's become. I mean, to you can drop an f bomb once in a PG-13 movie, only but, once. Yeah, but yeah. so I mean, my opinion is, cussing was socially unacceptable because of television. But to your point, I think it is unprofessional unless uh, there's certain professional settings. I think that cussing is appropriate name one motivating people.
0: Maybe if If you really
1: want to emphasize something, why motivating someone?
0: I think that cussing is acceptable. I feel like cussing is acceptable. If you're (coughs) firing a machine gun, (laughs)
1: Well, I mean...
0: I mean, even if it's practice. There's
1: very limited professions that you <laughs> fire a machine gun where it's going to motivate somebody. But, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I think that motivation is uh, is key. So, I mean, if you slam your thumb with a hammer and you swear, I mean, if you think it's unacceptable... The follow thing, follow up thing to do would be to apologize to your kid, saying, "You know, I shouldn't have said that." And I think that's something that a lot of parents aren't comfortable with, is apologizing to their children for overreacting, underreacting, um, just making poor
0: decisions. Yeah, yeah. I've you know I've made my fair share of poor decisions, <laughs> specifically hmm. around my kids. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> Nothing I want to go into super detail about at the moment, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I and I have though I have mm-hmm. I have apologized to him, yeah, after the fact and said, "Look, I overreacted to that." Mm-hmm. You know, I I even if the what I thought was true, right? Because in that certain situation, what I thought was happening and what was actually mm-hmm. happening were two different things, mm-hmm. and I overreacted. But even if what I thought was true it was still an overreaction, mm-hmm. so. Uh, uncalled for and unacceptable. I thought yeah. after the fact, looking back on it. So, I but I think that that's
1: a, a good thing. You know, leading by example is to learn to apologize. Yeah, because I mean, in adulthood, you don't hear very many adults apologize to other adults. You know, even if you're wrong, a lot of people just move past it. Where you probably should apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's true. I mean, and, as a boss, right? if you make the wrong decision or whatever, you should apologize,
0: yeah, I think right. so, yeah, uh, I mean, even not as a boss, you know, if you just yeah,
1: just as a peer, yep. yeah,
0: as a peer, mm-hmm. um you know, and another point I wanted to make on on um <laughs> on kind of what it takes, I think to be a positive role model is you gotta take care of yourself, I mean, if your kids. Hmm. The, here's the example that I that I think I'm interested to hear this that one. I think of when I say you got to take care of yourself okay because I am I am not fashion savvy at all. I'm the fashion guy savvy. I'm the okay. guy that will wear a, a red polo, a gray undershirt under the polo and khakis right okay. Not matching shoes right I, and I'll think oh this looks great. No, it doesn't right okay. but my wife catches that. Well, my kids, are, they'll, they'll do the same thing. And okay. That's not taking care of yourself necessarily, but Uh if you, but it's the same principle though, if you walk around and your shoes are always untied or, you know, you don't brush your teeth and and you're trying to tell them to do those things, but you don't do them yourself. Yeah. Then that's not being a positive role model. Right.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's not being, um, like a positive example of what, is I don't want to say like the standard but what looks well you know I think that when you look professional people take you way more professionally than they do if you show up looking like a slob right and I've worked with a bunch of people in my you know since I've started working that you have um, guys that don't take care of themselves they don't dress you know, accordingly, you have guys that show up that look, um, unkept, right? Like unshowered. Mm -hmm. They don't have hair looks terrible. Beard looks terrible, whatever. Um, you have girls that wear, you know, inappropriate clothing. Um, but yeah, I think it just sets like this, uh, like if you dress and look professional, people take you at face value, um, as a professional. Whereas if you look like a slob at face value, you're passed over for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Um, so you, what what do you do about that?
0: But As far as take care of myself?
1: Well, I mean, as far as like your fashion
0: sense. Oh, I just let my wife. I mean, <laughs> you let your wife decide I, yeah, for you. I, well, she doesn't necessarily decide <laughs> for me, but she- She lay out your outfits in the morning? No. <laughs> But if I come out of the closet and it just looks well, hideous, she will tell me and I and that's fine. And I may not like it, but I'm gonna go change.
1: I like that you're in the closet. That makes me happy.
0: Well, it's a walk in closet. Uh, so Sure. Sure. How dare you? <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah. I mean I, I don't know. I mean taking like the um uh like the effort to try and find things that match, you know. I I don't feel like that's a hard of a skill set to learn
0: well it's not even the effort it's more of i think that looks fine oh yeah you know i i do Hmm. i've never had a fashion sense in my life
1: interesting huh okay
0: yeah yeah when we're going curling yeah i've put on a couple of outfits before (laughs) that my wife's like no
1: whereas one of them like the sweats that you used to wear in high school
0: I didn't wear those sweats in high yeah. school.
1: So for listening, listeners, the first time, was it the first time? No, it was the second time. The second time we go curling, Ray wears this,
0: <laughs> like, I don't know,
1: like his kid's sweats.
0: It wasn't my kid's sweats. I gained a little bit uh, of weight, okay? He was sagging
1: the whole time. We were learning to curl. We were <laughs> with a family, and every time that he like bent over to throw a stone... You were smiling at everyone. It was not from that behind.
0: Bad. It was not that bad. Yeah, if you would have had a mirror, you would have been shocked. There's no way. Parents
1: were covering their children's they eyes. They were not.
0: That is a farce. <laughs> that did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I w- okay, but my crack was a, a tad exposed. But a tad? It, well, I couldn't see it. Yeah. I don't know how far a tad is, but I could tell you what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> was it nice and breezy back there? The ice is nice and cold.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when it comes to taking care of yourself, I mean, I take that as a, uh, so I mean, there's like um physical appearance, right? Yes. Which I should do a lot better job of. And when I, when I say that, if you're physically fit, one, it's of course, it, like we're talking about setting the example, your kids learn a lot from that. Yeah. Right. But if you were to do, let's say a job interview on two people that you don't know at all and one is fairly obese and one is just Jack
0: City right looks just like fit. Clark Kent yeah just fit the office right? yeah
1: you're gonna just again off of face value right it's like the same if you have the same person that shows up and one looks like you know a smelly grimy dude and the other one is wearing like a suit you know like I mean I've heard stories of where we work of people that don't show up to job interviews um looking professional and they're like immediately not dismissed but they they aren't even considered. Mhm. Right? <clears throat> I think the physical fitness has a lot to do with that, but also when it comes to taking care of yourself, I'm sure you like your mental state and how so like uh you know finding an outlet to do stuff like mm-hmm. working out or yoga, meditation
0: Oh, yeah, we were talking about take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Before your microphone so rudely interrupted. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Anyways, I I mean, so, you know, I think
1: take care of yourself comes in a a variety of things. You know, physical appearance, both clothes, cleanliness, fitness, both physically and mentally. Mm, You set those examples. Um, (coughs) On my... uh, trip that I went down to San Diego what two weeks ago. And, uh, it's very interesting to see like people that lead by example, right? Like dedicate time every day to work out. And I mean, I have friends like that up here, but it's just interesting to see like them set the example for their kids. Yeah. Um, not saying that people are perfect, right? Like, but, uh, just that aspect, like if you were to wake up every day and meditate, mm-hmm. or you were to wake up every day and work out, it's Yeah, I find that way more uncommon than it is common. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's I mean, it's so respectable, like mm-hmm. from outside looking in.
0: But if you look at um, pretty much anybody, right, that that is the CEO of a large company Mm-hmm. or you know, the owner or our board member of a large company, they all have a routine like that. Yeah. They wake up in the morning, they do their workout, they do their meditation. Yeah. Shower. Then they're ready to go for the day. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And I've heard, uh, uh I forget. I think it was Mark Wahlberg. Cause he, I mean, the story is that he wakes up at like four or five in the morning, whatever it is, but every day. And the reason for that is, uh, at the end of the day, plans always change. Right? Like you're saying I'm going to work out after work. But then you need to go to the grocery store if you're the wife, or people invite you guys out to dinner, or, you know, like or you I got to do it's yard work. Hockey
0: practice night, and you want to go hockey see hockey
1: practice. Kid. Yeah, kid right. stuff, you know, like something always happens. But when you're up before everyone else, like your excuses are you know, they're not there. You don't have any excuses. Right. My main excuse for not working out in the morning is I'm tired. I'm tired because I stayed up too late the night
0: before. (laughs) My main excuse for not working out in the morning, which is stupid, is I just don't like to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's my day off. I'll get up early, but then I don't work out. Yeah. Right? Huh. Huh.
1: Dumb. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think that if your kids saw that, you know, if you got up, started working out, and your kids were to see that.
0: Oh, pretty soon they'd be doing it with you. Yep you know? Yeah. Which is sad because both
1: of my kids love working out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They love it. My oldest boy, man, he, he likes it too. Yeah. He does. I told you he forfeited all of his recesses, right? This is unbeknownst to us. So fifth grade has a, um, jogging club, right? That you can join. And you basically don't go play at recess and you jog around the perimeter of the, the, uh, fence line
1: that sounds hideous yeah
0: but it's because (laughs) why because he's dedicated right he -hmm. wants to do he wants to do hockey so bad that he's he's ready he's motivated and dedicated that's awesome yeah so as a kid he's not out there playing tag he's just jogging yeah at 11
1: (laughs) well
0: that's awesome yeah he signed up for it on his own didn't tell us about it we found out about it i think my he mentioned something to my wife yeah, oh yeah, that's what it was. He mentioned something because he got he got the there. You get some sort of accolade or something. It's not it's nothing big, you know, but it's like a gold star or something mm-hmm. if you are the one that does the most laps. And he did the most laps in his first week. Mm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, it, but yeah, taking. Going back to taking care of yourself, that's that's a big one. That's mm-hmm. very big. Mm-hmm. Also, being dependable.
1: Yeah. Being dependable and being consistent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: I mean, one of the biggest, so, you know, I hate to equate this to TV and movies and stuff, but one of the biggest things that you see, even in TVs and movies, when the kids start lashing out or they don't like their parents is because they're not there. Yeah. Right, and maybe yeah. they didn't tell them they were gonna be there, but maybe they did, mm-hmm, and then they weren't, and then they're then they're not dependable, mm mm-hmm.
1: right, yeah, well, I think that being there, you know when your kids are young is super important. I mean a lot of people don't feel like they do very much with their when they're around their kids, but it's just the time being present, I think- mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel really bad because um, I've missed a lot of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Being deployed, um, overtime at work. You know, we don't work 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, so you miss, like, weekends and stuff, you know, with your kids. Um, and I feel like that's really rough, right? I mean, look at yesterday, right? So it was my kid's birthday. I had to work, and we're going to go celebrate it today, you know? It's just, I don't know. I mean, they're... they're I would say for parents, you know, try to be there as much as possible. Um, It's almost opposite of what you should do, though. You know, you should, if you're going to kill yourself working a lot of, you know, trying to build a nest egg or whatever, it's like you should do it when you're young. Right? Right. Once you have kids, man, like being there is so important. Um, I think it's Candace Owens that talks about, you know, the importance of of dads being present. Mm Mm-hmm and how it's affecting society today.
0: You know. Absolutely. I think that's one of our biggest problems in yeah. especially in large cities. Yeah. Most, you know. Well,
1: I mean she she breaks it down, you know, with like chances of being in jail, you know, chances of making like, you know, terrible decisions that lead to crime and stuff, which is which I mean, I mean it's an awesome study. Unfortunately, um there's no to me, there's no incentive like, um, for parents to stick around each other anymore. It's easier to be like, it. it's easier not to work through things than it is to work through things. Yeah. You know, like it's much easier mm-hmm. being married is hard sometimes. It
0: is. And it's
1: work. <coughs> Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Being dependable. Um, just being present. Uh, staying consistent is another one, you know, um, you don't want to consistently be undependable. That would be terrible. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, making consistent decisions. You know, I know that my dad's going to be mad at me if I do X, I know he's going to be happy if I do Y, you know? So one of the, um, biggest lead by examples that I can think of is, uh, don't make any decisions. That are emotional. Like, don't have emotional reactions. Don't come home, or you know, find your kid doing something and overreact because of like you're so angry Mm. or whatever. Take that. It's uh, as a as a as a kid. I know this because my dad would do this. You know, like um, either you can get punished now or punished at the end of the day. And I was always I would always choose the end of the day because I knew my dad would be more level headed. Yeah, but. If a parent, you know, if you catch a kid doing something they're not supposed to, right, and you say, okay, I'm going to go think about what I should do to you or what your punishment should be because of this. Your kid's living in fear, right, until you come back and and they're on their best behavior, right? Yeah. Until you come back and decide what they should do. And, I mean, I'm guilty of it. You know, like typically my – this is a couple years ago, but my go-to would be, you know, spankings because – Spankings worked on me when I was a kid. Of course, they don't work when you get older. But um, when I was a kid, I mean, I was afraid. But they didn't work on my kids at all. But what does work on my kids is like some physical labor act, right? Like I remember the first time I did it, <coughs> my um, youngest daughter, I told her to go outside and take a Walmart, you know, like a, a grocery bag and – uh Go pick up pine needles. And that worked way better than me doing anything, you know, like spanking or anything. And like she that. had to fill up the bag? Oh, she had to fill it like halfway up. But yeah, she hated that. That's so, a lot of pine needles. Really? Yeah, yeah, it really is. But um especially without a rake. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean you could do it with a couple handfuls and you'd be done. But she's sitting there, you know, picking one up at a time and she hated it. Which you know, it works. It works today. You know, like um, she got in trouble, uh, I don't know, a few days ago and her punishment was she had to go cause I built this, you know, rock, um, retaining wall garden thing. She had to go sweep that off and she was, you know, she was uh, ha- happy that she didn't have to do like something harder physically, but I mean, it still, it worked, right? It took, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to get the whole thing done, but we got something accomplished that needed to be done, and she learned her lesson. Hopefully, huh. you know. But uh, I think that means a lot, you know. If you're don't make any rash decisions, don't hurry up and because they're mostly, you know, made. A, 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 it, how many times has it happened where you're back talking, you know, a parent or whatever, and they just straight up backhand you for back talking? Yeah, that happens a lot, and it's probably not the right thing. It it not necessarily not the right thing to do, but um, it's probably not a learning experience. Maybe it is, but maybe not. But it typically happens in the heat of the moment. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, I I would say you know lead by example. Don't make any emotional. Try not to make any emotional decisions because carrying on later in life your boss could tell you to do something you don't like to do and you just straight up quit because of it, because you made an emotional decision Mm -hmm. instead of like (coughs) thinking about how quitting is going to affect your future.
0: Right. And I don't know about most jobs, but it's certainly with ours. If you say I quit and you turn in your stuff and walk out the door, you
1: ain't coming back. Yeah. you ain't coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But I mean, emotional decisions are the easiest ones to make. I think. The right. ones with yeah. the most serious consequences, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, easiest to make. And then uh, another one I got that um, really hits home and that I, I've i put into practice a lot over the past couple of years is explain your decisions, right? Explain them to your kids. Like, this well, here's, why. yeah, here's why, exactly. Um, I think it means a lot, like... When you tell your kids no to explain why no, you know, if Mm -hmm. you go on vacation and they want to do the most expensive things, no, and here's why. If they get in trouble, here's why you're in trouble.
0: I do that with my kids. Yeah. And what I've noticed from it, because I, and my wife does it too, and we've gotten really good at saying, here's why we made this decision, right? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, usually if it's yes, they don't really listen to you Mm -hmm. on what your reasoning is. But if it's no, they're all all ears, right? Mm -hmm. But what I've found that it does is it makes them better at arguing the point. Not necessarily like out of line, right? Uh But you'll say no, and here's why. And you give them three reasons why you said no and they go okay well these two don't really apply because this this <laughs> yeah th- now all of a okay. sudden it's like this conversation Debate. where they still think there's hope you know yeah. and sometimes it boils down to me going well yeah but i i said no so yeah. that's it <laughs> well i um
1: god i think i was i forget if it was like a post on facebook or an article i was reading um but it was a uh, uh something about um, something that's different from, like, this person's parents that was writing this thing that said, uh, you know, different from their parents from other parents. And uh, their per, their this person's parents, um, they implemented that if they tell you no and they tell you why, and you can come up with, if you can defend your argument to where the parent can't say anything – the parent would be like, okay, you can go. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, not your kids, right? Because your kids are, are younger. Right. But if you're a teenager, right, and you're saying, Dad, I really want to go to this football game or something. You know, Bye. I want to go watch. And your immediate reaction is no because you have homework. And their reaction is, well, that is true, but my homework's not due for... Three more days and blah, blah 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 blah. I'll do an hour, you know, the next couple of days and it'll it will all be done. And your answer is still no. It kind of invalidates like your kid, right? You're just like, well, he doesn't want me to go because he just doesn't want me to go. But if he if they defeat you, <laughs> essentially in your argument, maybe you should. Maybe you should let him go. Because it's teaching them, right? Like to have valid points to for in later in life right?
0: also to think about things right yeah you're gonna think about okay well what what's dad gonna say
1: yeah rather than just tell them no and then they shut down right because i mean what are you teaching your kids there if your boss tells hey d- hey hey, dan right i need a raise and um no it, you're teaching your kid just to accept the no right right so i mean i thought that was very important like that's that's a cool thing like if you can argue your point
0: well, I and tell you, it's valid. My kids are getting good at it, <laughs> like really good at well, it. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's good and to the point where they have changed my mind a few times. <clears throat> you know, a and, louder
1: with crowder changed my mind
0: uh, exactly. Yeah. And it and it surprises me yeah. every time. It every time it surprises me. They're uh-huh. like, well, this is why I think I should be able to do yeah. it, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, right, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah yeah they've they've definitely already and we've just been doing that for i don't know probably two years now, yeah with them, but they definitely already are just much better at this is why you
1: know? well, and I think it also teaches them like to you know vocalize their opinions right. because I think a lot of people they're they're just i don't wanna say submissive, but they have like a passive attitude dismissive. Yeah. Well, they said no. Well, they're okay. used to being dismissed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, if you just tell your kids no and don't give them a reason, or let them argue their point, exactly what are you teaching them? And it, I don't think it's teaching them something good. Yeah, I mean, it's teaching them to respect authority, but it's not teaching them to stand up for themselves.
0: Oh, and I've ha- I've definitely had to differentiate that too. You know, sometimes they get real quick and borderline disrespectful yeah. with their answer, right? And I just tell them, look, you can be mad if you want or whatever yeah. your reaction is, but don't be disrespectful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you got to teach your kid to like frame their argument. Absolutely. I don't deserve
0: it and your mom yeah. doesn't deserve yeah. it. That's what I tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You got to be respectful. You got to find a way. And I feel like that's with... The, the, I mean, the if I watch videos, right, like, um, on on Facebook or whatever, and it's a it's a debate. The person who's respectful, like, is respected, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, every well, once in a while, a zinger's cool to see, but I mean, if you're just straight up disrespectful during an argument, or you know, it, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work for relationships. It doesn't work for, like, you know, employment.
0: Well, and my youngest has hit me with, you ready for this? He's uh, hit me with, Dad, with all due respect. Ooh. <laughs> Did you tell him that doesn't work? <laughs> and I immediately think of Talladega Nights, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Just because you say with all due respect doesn't mean you can say whatever you want. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, it was a valid point.
0: <laughs> but he, he has hit me, and then he's he's only nine. He's yeah. hit me with that a couple of times. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it that you're trying to be respectful, dude, but you don't have to say with all due respect.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mean like framing those arguments I think that the biggest example that you know you can do as a parent if you, especially if you're co-parenting is to show that like to your wife in front of your kids. And I've caught myself I catch myself probably every day saying something that maybe I shouldn't have said to the wife especially in front of my kids, mm-hmm. you know. And I have daughters. Right. So they say They say that, you know, if you have daughters and the daughters are looking at how the dad treats the mom, that's how they're going to be expected to be treated in the future. And if you have sons, they watch the dad, how they treat the mom, and that is going to be how they expect to treat their spouse in the future. And so, I mean, that's a, (laughs) I think every parent's like, yeah, I've said some things I should have said in front of the kids, you know? Yeah. It's I mean it's definitely true. Um but I mean there's there's several times where my kids like I can you sit there and you say something you look over at them and they're just sitting there like, "Oh, wide-eyed, you know, like, oh, wow. Dad's really mad or mom's really mad or you know." And I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you got to learn how to frame. I'm still learning how to frame, you mm-hmm. know. I'm trying, but
0: Right. Yeah. My um See, but my 9-year-old, he'll ask for like, I mean, off the walls. I, he, I think he's got it figured out. So he'll he'll lead in with knowing that you're going to say no to this, right? But then you might feel bad for saying no to this and then say yes to the next one, right? Oh, so nice. he, So he'll lead in with, he did this to me. Ready? He said, Dad, can we take a vacation? I said, yes, we will take a vacation at some point. You know, I, I think... I'm planning a small one in July, right, when I have time off. And he goes, well, I want to take a submarine trip to go see the Titanic. (laughs) And all I could see was dollar signs, right? (laughs) And I'm like, well, no, we're not going to do that most likely because – Isn't the
1: Titanic like incredibly deep, like 2,000 feet? No,
0: I don't think it's that deep. They can send – well, they can send like unmanned submarines down that low. I'm sure yeah, they can send. They can like, send submarines. You're jumping
1: on a, a nuclear sub, yeah.
0: So he You saw, can't see that far down. He saw, yeah. yeah. He saw a thing where you could t- you could pay like whatever amount it was, some exorbitant amount of money, and take a, a submarine down to view the Titanic. Right? Oh, whatever. He's I don't know. It's probably on some YouTube video or something. Probably. But um, but so he leads in with that, knowing I and I of course I say no, right? Well, here's why because you know. It's super expensive. And Dad's terrified of drowning. Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I don't like large bodies of water. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, all that. And then um, essentially I think that, that also goes along with my fear of heights, large bodies of water. Interesting. Not being able to see the bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Also not being able to see what large sea creatures are underneath me. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, and then and then he hits me with, okay, well, since we can't do that, can we go to California and stay in this haunted ship? I, I can't remember what it's called, the Queen Mary, maybe or something. Ooh, okay. Uh, there's like some sort of haunted ship. Where's that it at? They, that I can't remember. L.A. Okay. It's off of L.A. Maybe. All I, yeah. Um, but he, you know, but it was way cheaper, uh-huh. right? Than the the first question, and now he's got me thinking. Well, maybe we probably could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: okay, so that's negotiating 101, yeah. right? Like you ask for the moon to start and then you negotiate down. Yeah. So, I mean, as a kid, you're saying, dad, can I get a Ferrari? Well, no, you can't get a Ferrari. And then you settle on like a, you know, a Chevy. A kid got what they wanted to begin with, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, He's good at it. Yeah. He's getting good at well, nine. Yeah. I mean, it'd be impressive to see what they're doing, you know, in another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He might be negotiating contracts for yeah, a living.
1: Who knows? Who knows? But I mean, that's a good skill set to have. You know, you gotta. Uh, that's the one thing that I've learned being a parent is uh, embrace what your kids are interested in and what they're good at. You know, try and show them as much as you can, but embrace what they're good at. Yeah, so negotiating. If they're showing some skill in negotiation, man,
0: capitalize for sure. He's definitely, definitely <laughs> a negotiator. Sometimes his points. That he makes are not very valid mm-hmm. you know but he's also nine but he's yeah. coming up with multiple points yeah well I mean you know
1: it's good <laughs> it's good A multifaceted argument for sure oh yeah. yeah
0: and he it's like he thinks about this stuff all day too and he and then he'll just come home and hit you with it <laughs> right like you're not ready yeah Uh so yeah also I think um, living in the moment you know being attentive Mm. How, how many I mean how many I've certainly been guilty of this a time or two where I'm doing something on my phone the kids trying to talk to me and I'm just like eh, okay um, mm. yeah talk to you in a minute yeah and it's super important to them but me as a parent I'm not being attentive yeah. you know and that might seem small but the little things add up especially well in I mean kid's it's,
1: mind. again you know you go back to setting that example what does that look like for your kid when they turn 18. Right. You know, I mean, how do they treat their boss when the dad dismisses them or their parents dismiss them because they're paying attention to their phone, and the boss comes up and says, "Hey, do this." And they're staring at their phone.
0: Yeah, okay, I'll be yeah.
1: I'll be with you in a minute. Exactly, which is I would say one of the biggest problems that we have, you know, in today's in today's world. Right. I mean, there's the DOD had specialized training to talk to millennials. Right. Yeah. So exactly. Cause they're not motivated by the same things. Right. Like if you look at how say basic training is now versus how it was 30, 40 years ago, it's a whole different experience. Yes. But yeah, that being dismissive living in the moment, I, I think that's super important. Mm hmm. Not necessarily because uh you're going to miss a ton of stuff if you're super I mean, <laughs> you think about it back in like the days before television, people reading a book, you know, some people that didn't know how to read hated on people that read books because their nose is always in a book, and they're not paying attention to the world around them. Mm-hmm. You know uh, then television came, and now television is the new devil, right? And then now phones and tablets are around, those are the the newest devil. So it'll be interesting to see what the future holds with that. I'm sure it's something VR related. but
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, um, pay attention to your kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I this is a couple of years ago. I read this stuff, but um, they said a parent listens to their kids less than 30 minutes a day. Talks and listens really? to their kids less than 30 minutes a day. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it, right? So you get up, you're telling your kid to get ready for school. You're not listening to their kid. You're not having a conversation with your kid. Kid goes to school, kid comes home, right? Normal. A normal parent, uh, you know, normal hours are eight to five. You come home, you might have dinner together. A lot of people have t- uh, the television on. They sit around watch TV towards the end of the day and then it's time to go to bed. They say so there's less than 30 minutes of conversation there.
0: Wow, I'm yeah. definitely above and beyond that with my yeah. kids. Oh, that's yeah. good I like to pull them in how was your day at school yeah. what'd you learn today yeah. you know yeah. chat with they them they say
1: there's I mean how was your day at school good
0: yeah no Yeah. not an acceptable we
1: answer. do uh, I do stuff like there's I mean you can google it but there's lists out there of like questions that you should ask your kid after school like who made you laugh today who'd you play with what'd you play what'd you like about playing that you know things like that like what, mm-hmm. what was your favorite thing that you learned who was your study partner
0: you know my kids have learned that if they say, if I say, how was your day at school, and they go good, I'm going to say, well, tell me three things that were good about it.
1: Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I like it. But it makes them think, you know. Um But it, again, we talk about, like, things that are socially accepted in culture, right? When I say, oh, hey, Ray, how's it going? You say, oh, you know, pretty good. And the conversation's over. Yeah. Right there. You know, so... It's something that we have, I don't know, kind of taught ourselves, you know? Yeah. You just say, oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But, but, yeah, less than 30 minutes a day was like the average. That's crazy. I actually think it was a lot less than 30 minutes. I think it was something like 18 or really? 12 or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. On average, I mean, if you take the average day, hopefully weekends or time off is hopefully different. But, yeah, live in the moment, man, because it's sad to think. I mean, when I – look back when I became a parent, 18 years is a long time. Yeah. Right. Seems like a long time. And then when your kids are halfway to 18, you
0: start thinking like,
1: holy shit, where'd the time go?
0: Right. You know, and then. Now I got to start thinking about getting a car in a couple of years. Well,
1: the saddest thing to me about like is you think that there's all the time in the world when the kid is young, right? Because you're the kid's whole world. But when the kid gets older, the kid becomes more independent. They want to be around their parents less. They like to hang out with their friends more, you know? And that's why I think like, like the episode we talked about, I think it was last week where we talked about vacations, right? The, how they're important. They are because when the kid hits like 16, 15, 16, 17, they don't want to hang around mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you're going to go on vacation with them, like a lot of times they want to bring a friend because mom and dad are boring. Mm hmm. You know, and I mean, it's it's rough to think about. Like, if you don't live in the moment, if you don't take that all in, by the time that you want to, the time has already passed. Yep. So, I think that's why a lot of parents want, or uh, they want grandkids. You know, like, yeah.
0: That just goes back to knowing that you're in the good old days before it's mm. the good old days. Yeah, hit right? home. That quote hit home with you. Huh? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I think about that almost every day. <laughs> Since yeah, since we. Well, I mean, about.
1: It, it's gonna be it's gonna be true because I mean, we, t- me and my wife, we talk about like when our kids were babies. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh man, how awesome! My specifically, my wife, you know, how awesome that was when they were, you know, babies, and now, now they don't want to hang out with you, you know, like like a baby does.
0: I am good with not changing diapers, but once they Same. were out of the diaper stage, it got really fun. They're waddling around. Fun for down. me, yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well,
0: let's take a break. Jason and I want to start a quote of the week, and we want your help. If you have a funny, motivating, or otherwise dastardly quote, hit us up at dadfactors at gmail.com. If you want to or know someone who would be an entertaining guest on the show, you can contact us with the same email. That's dadfactors at gmail.com.
1: If you're enjoying the show... And would like to support us. There are a number of ways you can help us out. First, you can give us a five star rating. Next, you can give us a comment, which is the main way the ranking algorithm works in podcasts.
0: So, is that like the rating and the comment? Yeah, yeah, that would be the way it works. Both, out. like both of them together. Yeah, the combo okay. package. I'm if you could, if know. you
1: could, yeah. Um, and both of those, both of those, help us reach more people lastly if you'd like to buy us a beer there's a way for you to do that as well you can go to anchor.com slash and click the support link now there you can buy us uh, some cheap beer or you can buy us some restaurant level beer but either way we appreciate you listening to the show and we're back and we're back so yeah leading by <sighs> example one of the one of the last ones that I'll talk about is uh stress management. Yeah. I find that's that's why <laughs> right so where where we work, right in a jail correctional setting. I would say something like 90% it, it's the same with like uh my job in the military, right? 90% is boredom. 9% is, you know, busy work, doing your like day to day tasks. And 1% is, you know, responding to something that's, I don't know,
0: a critical incident. Yeah,
1: that can be very stressful. Right. That's one of the reasons why I'm happy I live like 30 minutes away from work. Right. Because if something does happen that's stressful, it gives me time to unwind on the way home. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of times people have a hard time separating being stressed out at work to coming home to a non-stressful environment and unleashing on family members. Yes. You know. Um, That's why stress management is super important. Unfortunately, some people take like stress management and turn it into like alcoholism. Right. Right. <clears throat> um but it's it's interesting. I mean I talked to my wife about this. Um are you angry at the right person? Right? Like something's happening that's super stressful and you take it out on your partner. Is your partner the right person to take it out on? Is your kid the right person to take it out on? Right? Like I forget who I forget if it was a cartoon I think it was a cartoon I I watched, but it was a uh The boss yells at the employee, the employee comes home, yells at the wife, the wife yells at the kid, the kid yells at someone at the grocery store, the an adult at the grocery store, whatever. Adult at the grocery store yells at the cashier, cashier yells, you know, and it's just this big cycle. Big cycle of anger that, you know, is misplaced or stress that's misplaced. Um So yeah, having a healthy outlet. I don't know, I think it's super important. Outlets can be in, you know, many different forms. Taking your dog for a walk, yoga, meditation, going out with the boys, having a hobby, you know. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I feel bad for people that don't really have hobbies. It's a little surprising to me, like how relaxing golf can be or Yeah. You know, we've recently taken up curling, I think that's pretty like it's just a cool thing you know like it gets your mind away from everything you know you go in your own little world
0: curling's amazing by yeah. the way if you, if you haven't tried it out and you're listening just give it, <clears> give it a try at your local place I'm yeah. sure somewhere around you has it I didn't think we would have it in northern Idaho yeah right but turns we out are. it's
1: only like what 10-15 minutes away
0: yeah. yeah
1: yeah local ice arena if you have an ice arena you probably have curling but uh
0: and now i can actually watch it on tv right whereas before i'm like i don't know what's going on yeah it wasn't necessarily boring yeah i just had no idea
1: well that's when i uh when i talk about like embrace your you know embrace your kids but diversify them show them everything like say you like me right all daughters my daughters i promise you will know like the rules of like baseball football all major sports curling right and that's not necessarily because they have to be into it, but they can hold a conversation about it, right? It's you, you talk to an anti gun person, you should at least know what you're talking about if you're going to be anti something. Like, I hate baseball or whatever, you know, like, and here's why. But don't just be so naive on the subject that, you, and you have, you know, you have no idea why you hate it. Because it's just the thought of it. Right. Know? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, diversify your kids. You know, they. I wish I was more, uh, I wish I was allowed that opportunity to be more diverse, you know. But I grew up in a, you know, real small town. But, uh, yeah, like I said, embrace what your kids want to do, but, you know, show them all kinds of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Even so. if that's a submarine ride to the Titanic?
1: <laughs> yes. You might have to do it through
0: YouTube, but
1: yeah. Yeah. But yeah, be present, you know, hang out with your kids. That um, kid's,
0: that kid watches. He's, he just amazes me. My youngest boy. It, it's, it's like he is a 40 year old male. Yeah. Trapped in a nine year old body. And so when I had uh COVID a few months back, right, my wife made me quarantine in my bedroom, whatever uh-huh. for a couple of days. And, uh, I come, I step out of the bedroom on like day four because I'm bored, okay, right? And he's in here watching TV, and I can hear it. And he's by himself. I go, "What are you watching?" He watched an entire three seasons of a show called "Draining the Oceans."
1: Interesting, Interesting. (laughs)
0: where where they will map these shipwrecks with sonar, yeah, and then essentially use 3D imaging, right, to Mm -hmm. create like a um, you know a graphic of what it would look like if they drained the ocean in that spot yeah yeah
1: I heard uh, that little side story I heard the other day that we know more about the surface of the moon than we know about under our oceans
0: yeah I don't doubt that isn't that weird
1: yeah yeah but I mean maybe there's so so your kid's super fascinated with oceans maybe you should be doing stuff oceanography related
0: I guess ships, oceans, Titanic. Yeah, sister ships to the Titanic. I mean, like right? I
1: said, embrace embrace what they're interested in. Yeah, so maybe your vacation should be like over to the West Coast, little Seattle area. I guess. I'm sure there's stuff over there, you know, like oceanography stuff. Yeah,
0: like he's cool. a, he's all about it, yeah. all about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could. Uh, he wants to talk go. to
0: some Coast Guard people. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe they know some people.
0: It's almost like I might know somebody.
1: Yeah, might know somebody that's coast guard.
0: Yeah, um, but he wants to go to Hawaii just so he can see the um, what is it the USS in Pearl Harbor, the ship that's yeah, is it the Arizona.
1: Is yeah, the Arizona? Arizona yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Omaha.
0: But he wants to go to Hawaii just so he can go to the USS Arizona Memorial.
1: And it well, it's cool to see. I mean, the memorial's on top of the ship, right? And yeah. The ship's still leaking oil. Like. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. I've been there before. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, um But he hasn't, and he literally only wants to go to Hawaii for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to embrace that, man.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. He does. He acts like he's 40. <laughs> Sometimes. got some old spirit. He does. Yeah. yeah. Right down to his negotiating skills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's awesome
0: yeah that's super cool so yeah another thing that uh um, my wife and i have been practicing for a while actually is teaching healthy skeptic skepticism right uh, trying to teach them not to always just go with the flow but to question things in a respectful manner right okay. um you know i mean we could get political i guess but if you want to if you want to talk briefly, we can talk about the mask stuff, right? There's a lot of people on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. People that say it it doesn't work, people that say you should wear three of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's everybody in between.
1: I'm more of a quad masker myself. Are you yeah. nice?
0: I took. You well,
1: for okay. So, <clears throat> helped healthy skepticism. If any time in history was a good time to learn that, in my opinion, is right now. Yeah because with social media right <clears throat> i was listening to this interview of somebody talking about being a celebrity right because a lot of people celebrities is like a stardom thing i mean there's a ton of celebrity magazines there's uh you know instagram things like that and i was listening to celebrity talk about how it's both a blessing but it's also a serious curse and the fact that uh You're never allowed to be upset. No. Right? So, I mean, being skeptical of things is so important because, I mean, so where I was going with that is like kids today, so picture your kids in high school and picture like the most popular kid in high school has, you know, I don't know, 100,000 Instagram followers because that's apparently what being popular in high school is these days and your kid follows them and it looks like they live this awesome life all the time, but that be skeptical of it because it's not true. Mm -hmm. Right. The same thing comes with like, um, in in my opinion today is the news shows you what they want to show you. The news has to, I mean, it's a organization that makes money off of views. Mm -hmm. So they have to do things that, like, that's why there's hardly any good news, right? Good news doesn't sell. Bad news creates clicks and views mm-hmm. and things like that. And, I mean, that's been going on for, I don't know, a long time. But in today's world, uh, I've never seen the news be so divided. I mean, you can go to Fox News and then you can go to CNN. And the, the front page of them isn't the same at all. Like, none of the stories are the same on the right. front page, which is crazy, you know, and – um, so I think that's, that's awesome. You know, healthy skepticism. I would say be leery of, um, being so skeptical. Like you question everything that like your boss tells you.
0: Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Or you become a <coughs> conspiracy theorist nut, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and you're just. But
1: always, I mean, do your own research. That's, a, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I, I've learned with, um, say the COVID, everything about COVID. Do your own research. hmm um, don't just use one. I mean, you know, college taught me never to use just one source. Right. Right. And so.
0: When it comes to COVID, especially, you that's one of those things you could look on CNN and Fox News and totally different stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, but you can look at, I mean, you've framed that with anything, right? Frame it as a person, right? Like some people saw trump as the antichrist and some saw him as the messiah right some people love biden and some people think he's the worst president we've ever had um it's just it's interesting i mean you can pick a subject and there's people on both sides Mm -hmm. you know and so hopefully um hopefully parents are teaching their kids not just to this one person and what they say don't ever listen to anything that you know anyone else says about them. This well, person you, is
0: always You like, know as well as I do, if you click on a <laughs> CNN post on Facebook, then you're going to get a ton. Like all of a sudden, you're going to get all these CNN articles rolling through your Facebook feed. Yeah. And so it, the more you look at certain- Targeted ads. And yeah, stuff like certain it. issues, the more you're going to get these targeted things and they're probably all going to be of the same opinion. So doing your research just on Facebook alone or or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that isn't the same as actually doing research.
1: Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, but it, I mean, I forget which uh, which article I read, but they said that the majority of people get their news from social media. Well, the problem weird. with that? Is what was that Netflix show that talked about social media? The
0: social dilemma. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it was the one that showed like there's algorithms on what you research will pop up more in your social media. So if you're getting your news from your social media, how dangerous is that? Yeah. You know, uh, the thing that I find hard right now is specifically when it comes to news is how biased everything is. Yeah. Right. Um, It's almost like you have to go to like BBC or Al Jazeera,
0: right? You have to get like- Or there's a couple Australian ones. Yeah, you have to get
1: like international news looking in to try and get an unbiased opinion on US whatever, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting time that we live in, but uh, yeah, healthy skepticism, that's a great thing.
0: Yeah. Great thing to teach. Yeah, we've been trying to do that. Hopefully it doesn't backfire. Just, you know, to ask questions, especially if you don't understand something, right? Yeah. And be skeptical of what you're being told- by somebody, yeah, you know, yeah. I grew up. I I grew up on the opposite end of that. I I believed like everything, yeah. And I learned some pretty valuable lessons chatting with peers in the military. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: one of the things I think about like being skeptical is you should be skeptical of like uh, people's intentions. You know, like, yeah, people tell you one thing, but you should always in the back of your mind question like motives and mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, but yeah, that's a great one. That is great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, another thing, and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with being dependable, but be loyal. Right.
1: <laughs> well, that's hard to find these days. Yeah. Loyalty is a rare
0: trait. Yes, exactly. And, and, but it, if, if you can be loyal to nobody else, at least be loyal to your kids. Yes. You know. Um it 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 means more to them, I'm sure than it does to us.
1: Yeah. I agree. Uh it's interesting to think, you know, when it comes to loyalty like with employment, you know, blue-collar workers back in the 60s, they got a career job and they stayed there. Yeah. Now I think like the average career is like six, seven years. Yeah. You know, at one organization.
0: Mm-hmm. The average person is going to have five, six different <coughs> career fields. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's different to think about that like that. Loyalty, like when it comes to marriage. Yeah. Right? Not as, I mean, I would say that divorce is more prevalent now than it's ever been in history. Yes. Um, loyalty to where it comes to kids. Like I'll go back to that Candace Owen things. It's easier to walk away from your kids now than it's ever been, yeah. Well, maybe not. I take that back. It's probably easier to walk away your kid walk away from your kids back when there wasn't a thing like child support, yeah, I okay. guess you know like but um but I mean uh loyalty to your kids there there's uh if you pay your child support, there's not a a whole lot of incentive. That, like I'm saying, if you if you wish you didn't have kids and you just now got this bill for 18 years, mm-hmm. there's nothing saying that like you have to be present with your kids, right? So, yeah, loyalty is a it's definitely an overlooked trait in today's today's standards.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I'm you know lucky. I don't I don't have to do a child support or anything like that. My I've only been married once. My kids are from my marriage. Why are you over there
1: so, throwing the stones, man?
0: I'm not throwing stones. I'm <laughs> just saying I I I can only look at it from my perspective, Yeah, you know. And and that's why I let in with that. But um and I I think I'm lucky in mm-hmm. that aspect, you know, Be, but I've I've heard other dads, you know, talking about, "Oh, well, my ex is spending it on this and their my ex is spending it on yeah. that." And um well, okay, do you have proof? That that's what she's spending it on. Yeah. No. Usually the you know, most of the time they yeah. Well, it's all no. assumption, right? It's it is an assumption. Yeah. And but the thing is, is if if you're in that situation, that unfortunate situation, just keep paying it. I mean, that's probably the best thing you can do. Yeah. If yeah. if you don't have your kids full time.
1: Well, I mean, it's definitely the best thing you could do. Yeah. The because the downside of it, right? You get LFOs. You can go to jail. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, loyalty, I think, will be, it's definitely a sought after trait too by everybody. Yeah. Right? Like uh, when you're shopping around for a boyfriend, girlfriend, if someone has a terrible history, that's something that's always going to be in your mind. Yeah. If you're married, loyalty, you know, uh, stepping out on your significant other, like mm-hmm. it'll cause a whole lot of grief. Yeah uh, loyalty is one of the things like with our job, it's one of the things they ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, and hopefully it's still with us, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to invest all this money in you if you're just planning on leaving, you know, and if your answer is
0: using it as a stepping stone to get to the CIA or something, you're probably not doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. Loyalty is definitely a, uh, I would say it's becoming more and more rare in today's world. Yeah, but what would you say is a good example of being loyal to your kids? Well, I think it goes back to like dependability, Mm -hmm. right? Um, One of the things that I think is one of the hardest things about being a parent is discipline, but wanting your kids to tell you like, you want them to be able to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to, be, them to be, like, so fearful, right? Like, uh, I know somebody that um, their parents told them, no matter what, you can always call. Like, don't drive drunk, right? And they cashed in on that one time. And the dad came and picked him up. And, you know, drove them home safe and stuff. But I'm curious on how many parents say that. Like, I want you to be safe. I know you're going to do – you're you're old enough now to where you make your own decisions and you can lie to me, you know. But I want to know um, X, Y, and Z, you know. But, again, you're raising somebody that wants to be independent mm-hmm. and – they don't want to be in trouble all the time from their parents, right? Like if you're a high school kid and you're enjoying partying, you have really two choices, right? You can be as a parent, you can be the parent that essentially condones it or the parent that doesn't. Right. Right. And I know me as a high school kid, I would lie to my parents all the time, you know, and I tell you props I, to them for being essentially naive. Right. And I don't, I didn't really make a lot of bad decisions like when I was in high school and partying, but there were some bad decisions that were made. I don't know if I, I was raised, you know, in one of those families where, um, it was, it was the opposite. You know, you, you didn't tell your parents because there would be punishments so it's it's hard finding that balance, right, and that's where I go to with loyalty right I want my kids to always be able to tell me something, and i'll I don't want to ever shun them right and I always want they'll they'll always be welcome
0: right Ugh. in so. in high school, and I wasn't gonna share the story, but I think i will i I cashed in on that once I was always told that you mm-hmm. know don't don't ever don't ever drive if you've been drinking yeah right um well i <laughs> my problem was. Is that I had been drinking at a bar, <laughs> <laughs> okay, at sixteen, mm-hmm. okay, and uh, I knew I wasn't going to drive, and so I called, yeah, you know, and I, it was like two thirty in the morning uh-huh. or something, and I called my mom and said, "Hey, I need to ride home," and she came and picked me up, no questions asked. But the phone conversation went like this: "Okay, well, where are you?" I said. I'm at such and such bar, right? Okay. And she goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, got that bass in her voice real quick. Uh-huh. And uh I said, Yep. I go and I, I need a ride. I've been drinking. Mm-hmm. And I I was I would say I was fairly tipsy. Yeah. You know. And she did not say a word. That's awesome. Didn't say a word the whole drive home. hmm Did not say a word. Um, when we got there, nothing, I went to bed, everything was fine. Uh, our conversation the next day was Mm lighthearted and she said, I'm glad you called me, but Mm -hmm. we need to have a little chat about this. And I wasn't in trouble, Mm -hmm. you know? And I thought that was super cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say actually later in life, like once I was getting ready to graduate high school, my parents were definitely different. Like, uh, I could tell them things, you know, but it's that, it's that initial, um, wanting to be independent, but living in fear of your parents. Yes, you know that I say is a hard, it's a hard time to figure out. Yep, you know, but yeah, I mean that's that's my opinion on loyalty. I always want my parent, or always want my uh, kids to be able to talk to me.
0: Yeah, and one more point I have on that is I look at it as like. If you, if you were to describe a friend of yours, not a family member, but a friend, mm-hmm. as loyal, what traits would you look like and would that look like?
1: I mean, someone, I, I guess loyalty is like, a, well, it's somebody that knows you and still wants to be around you.
0: Right, who you really are. Also, um, somebody that's there, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that, um, you know, you can call and say, hey, my car's broke down. Yeah, can you give me a ride? Yeah. And they're th- and they're there, right? Yeah. If they can possibly make it, they're there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and and then you know they might even go help you pick your car up, yeah. the next day or whatever. Yeah. Um, and y- you know, with kids, it's the same thing. You know, kids don't look at us sometimes, especially when they're younger, as parents, but more of a fun person to be around. Yeah, right. So when you're being loyal to your kids. Just think about that analogy mm-hmm. a little bit and, and and knowing them, knowing that you would be there for them. Yeah. Sometimes is all the difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, so, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's my two cents. I like it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we're running out of time tonight. We're going to get out of here. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds good.
1: Be sure to tell your friends about the show.